me see them rear view mirrors. <laughs> Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Instagram at Mouse Madness Pod. Send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at patreon.com slash mousemadness. Want to give a special shout out to Larry the Cable Guy. Thank you, Larry, for that <laughs> intro. Uh, appreciate that. That was... Uh, so that was nice an eloquent of rendition of, of a famous Tomator line. Thanks, uh, thanks, Larry. We'll have you back on later. Um, but Kyle, we're we're back, um, and and we've uh, we've we've arrived again in, in our favorite place to be, and that is the world of Disney parks. And and not only that, but we are in California Adventure, and mm. not only just in California Adventure now, we are in California Adventure of the past as well as we break down the best Disney California Adventure attraction soundtrack of all time <laughs> of all time mostly uh, because there aren't enough attractions to talk about soundtracks in a bracket of 16 Valid. in disney california adventure now mm-hmm. uh so we had to bring some back from the dead but honestly it's the best decision because there are some absolute bangers that used to be in dca 1.0 so we're going to be talking about the best disney california adventure soundtrack a uh, past and present find the ultimate one and here to help us is returning guest host for what that's 12th time i don't know <laughs> and and Alyssa, it is tess and Alyssa. what's going on you two hello it's going we're it's- back again sorry everybody <laughs> dca you were just there recently uh, it's the start of the what the wine festival the food and wine fest did you uh try anything I did. Um, I'll talk a little bit about it in my spoonful. Actually, I won't. So if you are out (laughs) at Food and Wine, try everything, as Shakira says. Mm. But definitely Mm. um, get Mm. the elderflower gin drink from Nuts About Cheese. Get everything at at the Nuts About Cheese. Um, Honestly, just just travel through California. This, This is the only... California part of California adventure that's left is during food and wine fest. <laughs> yeah. Just go yeah. through the Castroville artichokes and the Gilroy garlic and just make your way through. Um, cause everything's tasty and the drinks are fire. Mm. Mm. Alyssa, do you have any kind of nostalgia for some of these DCA soundtracks? <clears throat> I do. So I used to work at Disney's grand California hotel and spa. So I was part of, Kind of the DCA crew, kind of not, um, but it it reminds me all the time of of being at that hotel and that kind of architecture style and that time period. So I'm I'm loving this for tonight. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a great bracket. So let's go ahead and get things started with a little spoonful of sugar. Chris, oh, he's, he's grinning. What you got I, over there? You know, actually, I just want to shout out before we talk about spoonful of sugar here. It's our 190th episode here. Oh on my Mouse Madness. Uh, we're closing in on 200. Um, I didn't know that, um, Kyle. I'm sure you didn't know that. <laughs> Absolutely um, not. 
We don't have anything excited planned for two hundred, but if anyone has an ideas, <laughs> holler at you boys. Wow. We're all we're all ears. Um, spoonful of sugar, Kyle. You know what this weekend is. I know what this you weekend is. You know what this weekend is. Uh, it is the Skinner Bachelor Party. Uh, we are about to tear it up. Um, and so I I did my part, Kyle. Uh, I, I said that I was going to build up my tolerance in anticipation of this weekend so that mm. I wasn't, uh, you know, a one and done boy. Mm. Uh, so for today, though, I, I'm taking a, a smart precaution and, and I'm hydrating myself. Uh, okay. We are we are blasting off uh, in about 36 hours. <laughs> so I want to make sure that my body has enough water in it to survive the weekend. Um, and uh, I'm drinking a big old Big old glass of water. I actually just went on a run as well because, you know, you got to have that tight bachelor party bod got it. Uh, when you're partying with the boys, <laughs> pop that pop that top button on the shirt. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. I mean, it's going to be a sober episode for me, but you know what? That's okay because I got a lot to say. Love it. I am uh, taking your lead and I am also drinking some water, but I have some noon in my water and I had, the, I had the same mindset that I am. I'm afraid of what's about to happen to my body this weekend. So I'm trying to I'm trying to hydrate it as much as I can. So for this first episode, I'm going to go ahead and sip on this noon water, a little hydration, a little electrolytes. Uh, but I think I'm going to come in hot with the beer next time. So Tess and Alyssa, what are you drinking? Um, well, Alyssa, <laughs> Alyssa's got a Trulies. I had fertile all- Trulies. I, uh, I poured her something different and she came in hot. and. <laughs> You gotcha. know, you just have one of those days you go straight to the fridge. It, you got a pregame. Kind of day, you so. got a pregame with the uh, with the truly there. Yeah. Of course, I truly needed this. Ah, there it is. There it is. Yep. <laughs> I, um, I wanted. I want. I was ready for a pre-made Jose Cuervo margarita, um, and I'm. I wanted it because of one of the new drinks in DCA that they released as part of their hundredth celebration. They have a margarita um, trio at the Hollywood backlot. Uh, what is that called? The Hollywood lounge. Um, and they have a really tasty cucumber margarita. Um, if you're going to, if you only want one of the three, that's the one to get, but the whole flight is delicious. So it got Ooh. some tahini. It's spicy. It's good. Um, this is not cucumber. This is just classic, <laughs> but that's why. <laughs> that is a perfect theme for our demographic for this bracket chris who we got Uh, we sent the interns into the parks uh this last week and i'm sure tess and Alyssa, like ships passing in the night uh walked (laughs) past our interns because they were out there at dca surveying food and wine festival double fisters uh you know it's people (laughs) rolling around maybe they're grabbing a couple of drinks maybe they're grabbing a little snacky poo uh, to go along with their drink um and Um, maybe maybe the lines are so long that it's more time efficient to get both drinks sure it's definitely not a bad thing um but it's always a sight to behold to see Folks juggling food out here uh, at DCA, just just trying to make sure that n- none of that mm, precious cargo ends up uh, on the floor. Uh, <laughs> and so we asked those folks as they were uh, standing there with a couple of items from uh, our favorite little booths. Uh, we said, yo, we know you're, we're happy you're enjoying your day here at DCA, but I got a question for you. What is the best DCA attraction soundtrack of all time? And we got 16. Uh, we got 16 all-timers 
there's a little bit more than 16 attractions in the history of DCA, so not um, all attractions could make the list. We had a few that missed the dance. Kyle, what are a few DCA attractions that didn't quite make our list of 16 of the greatest attraction soundtracks of all time? Yeah, the first one for me is Triton's Carousel, which hmm. replace, was replaced by Jesse's Critter Carousel, which we'll talk about later. But this was just like a traditional carousel that you would see at any other amusement park with that classic carousel sound, that calliope sound. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have any Disney ties to it. It was just like the generic type of, of music. And I really liked that because it fit that corner of Paradise Pier where you come down the boardwalk, California Screamin's rolling to your left. Right next to that is the carousel pumping out the jams. And then you have the Ferris wheel that is right above you on your right. So it just kind of added to that aesthetic. Um, and then the second one for me is not really necessarily a, a, a detraction soundtrack, but it's really kind of the cue music and the cue ambiance around uh, Grizzly Peak. And as you're walking through and you got that kind of like redwood tree banjo, you got a little bit of the the crickets in the background. Like I just love that area and the ambiance. And I think that the music that they pump in as you're walking to go get completely soaked on that attraction is just a really nice touch. So those are two for me. Uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, that, you know, when we, when we end up talking about attraction soundtracks, the, you know, the area music and, and the cue music, it all kind of bleeds together into the same conversation. So I'm sure we'll kind of dive into some of those as we make our way down the bracket. But for me, and, and I don't know if we want to call this attraction, I call it an attraction. Um, I consider kind of like showy type things, attractions, but um, the art of animation uh, exhibit, mm. uh, that is a, a great uh, underrated spot, I think, uh, to, to spend some time at, at California Adventure. Uh, nice place to rest your pookies on a hot day uh, <laughs> and to, to kind of take in the uh, beautiful Disney and Pixar film projections that are happening around the lobby of the building and also just a banger after banger that they play uh, to accompany these these beautiful uh, animations. And so I understand why it didn't make the list. It's not really a original music, but it is kind of like a highlight of the soundtrack that makes up DCA, DCA as a park for me. So I would say that's probably a big one I would have liked to talk about a little bit. Um, Tess and Alyssa, any attractions uh, notably absent for you on this bracket? I would, I mean, there's not a lot left to pick from. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, if you want to consider this an attraction soundtrack, this is stretching it. But in, um, if you go to the bakery tour, I really like that soundtrack that's in the background, that whole wharf area. But that one specifically plays on my Spotify playlist quite a bit because it's on one whatever official like Disneyland attraction album that has Tinkerbell on the front of it. Yep, I don't know yeah, that's yep, on it. Yep. But it, it, it catches me in the feels. It's very smooth. I like that. Uh, it's not an attraction, but I do have to, you know, I, I am biased. I do have to say the live piano in Disney's Ooh, Grand Spot. Very good. It's what's connected to the park. So you can go right into the hotel, get your hot chocolate, especially during the winter time, and just listen to Hugh or Jamie play the piano. And it's, it's nice and they are really good. They can play whatever you want. Any request. Mo Bamba. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Play Waterfall. <laughs> the, uh, that's, no, that, no, that's a great call out. I mean, like all of these soundtracks make up the one soundtrack of the park that is 
Disney's California Adventure. Uh, but y'all, let's let's get into this. Uh, we've got 16 attractions to talk about here. Let's not waste any more time. Let's cue that dramatic music. And Kyle, take us away. Accompanying the scent of orange at the number one seed is the Soarin' Over California soundtrack. Drifting into the number two spot is Radiator Springs Racers. Mixing it up at the number three seed is the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout soundtrack. Encircling the globe at number four, it's Soarin' Around the World. Hitting ya with a little French horn at the number five seed is the Incredicoaster soundtrack. Step right up, because number six is Toy Story Midway Mania. It's a family affair at the number seven seed. It's Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. Can't wait to dive into the number eight seed. It's The Little Mermaid Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Getting jazzy at the number nine seed is Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. We're throwing things back with the number 10 seed. It's California Screamin'. Hitting that fifth dimension at the number 11 seed is the Tower of Terror. Swinging his way into the number 12 spot is Spider-Man because the number 12 seed is Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. Rounding up the critters at the 13 seed is Jesse's Critter Carousel. Drop a beat for the number 14 seed. It's the Silly Symphony Swings. Having a hoedown at the 15 seed is Tomater's Junkyard Jamboree. You mad? Because the number 16 seed is Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind. <laughs> Tess and Alyssa, we've got our 16 Disney California Adventure attractions on here. Can't wait to break down these soundtracks. Are there any early favorite attractions for you all on here? Or are there any matchups that you're really looking forward to? Well, I'm interested to see how we kind of decipher between original soundtracks versus ones that were already part of a franchise and that bias that goes into that. Um, So that's what I'm looking forward to, that kind of banter. I surprised myself looking at the list because clearly I was like Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. It's my favorite, hands down, best soundtrack. But Mater's Jamboree. Oh, the sneaky Mater's. It slaps. And I'd like to see that come out as number one. I don't think it will, but I'm rooting for it. Oh, sleeper. All right. All right. Every time. All right, let's let's get things going. Let's let's dive right in. We've got the number one soaring over California versus the number sixteen inside out emotional whirlwind. Uh, well, let's start with the number one seed. And now you may be asking yourself, soaring over California, soaring around the world, is there even a what's difference the difference the two? And this is Tess texted us this last <laughs> night. She was like, guys, that's exactly what I sounded like via text. <laughs> It's the, it's, it's the same song, guys. What is That's exactly what she said out loud when she texted you. It's I heard. the same song. And look, and and I, I'm jumping the gun. Don't want to talk too much about Sword Around the World. But the theme song is the same. Yes. It's the same song. It's bum, 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 bum. It's amazing. We love it. We love to love it. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's, it's also got that. So there's kind of two different themes within it. You've got kind of like a gentle, flighty theme, and then you've got the 
on Eagles wings, baby. We are <laughs> yes. going into the action theme. And, and I love that about this, uh, this soundtrack. And obviously, uh, Soaring Over California really builds into that kind of robust uh, version of, of the score. That I, I, was, I will say the difference between the two. Soaring Over California, it feels a lot more like a piece of art that yes. you're like experiencing. Yes. Um, it's really like a movie and it's a soundtrack that's accompanying a movie. Whereas Soaring Around the World really tries to put you in the place that the movie is taking you, which yeah. both good for different reasons. I think my personal preference is to lean more towards uh, what Soren over California does. And sure. I know these two are not going head to head, but I think it's important to contextualize the conversation around both of these attractions. So that's kind of the approach I'm taking uh, with, with both of the Sorens. Um, inside out emotional whirlwind. I don't, I, I've never been on this ride. I don't think I've been to California Adventures <laughs> since this ride has been open. Um, I, I I did manage to check out like a POV video, and it it has a song. I don't know if the song is from the Inside Out movie. I don't know the Inside Out score well enough. It, it, I'm getting nods from Tess and head shakes from Kyle. No, so. it, it's a yes. It's Bundle of Joy, which is like the the main Inside Out. Theme. Okay. Um, but it's just transposed for each character based on what version of the ride you get. Okay, so so there are all of these different little vehicles that you're in. Yep. And so you're telling me there's a different version based on the vehicle you're sitting in. No, there's a different version based on whatever the attraction that that round is themed to. So you either get joy, you get anger, you get disgust, and all of them are different takes on that same it's just you know angers is a little bit more choppy and disgust Mm. is a little bit more lazy and enjoys is like the actual one right right okay cool thank you for that clarification um i uh i i i love that i love that uh there's actually a few attractions on here that kind of have uh, some variation yeah. on it. Uh, there is a very, DCA. there's a very famous uh, Disneyland attraction. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and I'll name names. Uh, the Mad Tea Party. Yeah. Uh, that the, they cycle through the exact same. Uh, doot, 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 and it just. <laughs> It can be uh, grating uh, when you're standing in line waiting for it. Uh, and by the time you get on the ride itself, it's like, God, I don't care anymore. Uh, I've heard this song 9,000 times already. Uh, so I do like that rides like Inside Out, they try to mix things up a little bit. Probably yep. makes it a more enjoyable experience for the rider. Probably makes for a more enjoyable experience for the ride operator as well. Um, I think I'm going to very easily go with Soren over California here. This is a very beautiful uh, piece of music. Um, and I think it's one that is synonymous with California adventure. Uh, and it's, as it's become more popular in other Disney parks, it's really kind of, um, achieved a sense of recognition. And, and I think it's a worthy number one seed. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I think that emotional whirlwind, And the way that you can have a different version of the same soundtrack is really smart for them to do, especially because that movie is themed on the differences of these feelings and how they kind of all work in harmony. Like, I really, really like that. Uh, But it's up against Soren, and that's a really hard number one seed to take down. Uh, This this score was composed by Jerry Goldsmith, who is a renowned um, movie composer who's done a ton of stuff. 
Planet of the Apes, Omen, Gremlins, Poltergeist, Rudy. A <laughs> uh, uh, shout out Secret of Nim. Um, mm. The Mummy, Alien, and then like the Disney connection is Mulan. He was mm. the, the composer for Mulan. And I have a lot more to say about Jerry, but I think I'm going to save it for next time. It just works so well. Um, I'm excited to talk about Soren over the world as well because there's obviously a lot of influences there and and nods to that original theme, but they just kind of take things in a little bit of a different direction. We'll dive into it. But the number one seed's going to move on. Tess and Alyssa, any issues with that choice? None at all. None at all. Um, I will say this about the Inside Out soundtrack. A couple of these rides, the soundtrack, your view of it may be influenced by how many times you have to listen to it while waiting in the queue. Um, <laughs> Luigi's also um, kind of falls ill to that. Read, you have to listen to it over and over again, the different versions. So having that repeatability factor with slightly different versions is is helpful for those waiting in line. So I appreciate that Inside Out does that as well. Yeah. Okay. Totally. All right, let's move on to this next matchups. Number eight, The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure versus number nine, Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. And what just like a, a an attraction matchup just, <laughs> that just kind of makes sense, right? It's these movie experiences, these dark rides that really take you through the actual film as opposed to maybe uh, a different version of the film or, or just an aspect of the film. No, we're going we're gonna to roll through these films. And in fact, we're going to skip entire integral parts of these films <laughs> <laughs> to fit it into the minute and a half that they need to make this ride. So uh, Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Uh, this is very much just the music from the film. Uh, however, as you go scene by scene, you're going to notice there are some quite quite <laughs> big differences. Uh, one being that Under the Sea is not the movie version of Under the Sea when you get to this room of all of the dancing fish and and sebastian convincing ariel to stay um it is actually a performer named philip lawrence who's been the official sebastian since 2007 mm-hmm. but philip lawrence is also bruno mars's songwriter what? and and he wrote 24 karat magic <laughs> that's amazing so sebastian shout out sebastian writing bruno mars hits uh, but it's really jarring when you go through that ride and you're like that sounds like someone that is trying to do an accent. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like it, it's not even it doesn't even try sound that much like Sebastian. It sounds like somebody who is doing an impression of somebody doing Sebastian. Like it it just doesn't land. But what I do like is that uh because it's the music from the movie or at least it's the songs from the movie, the music is actually orchestrated by uh this dude named Danny Trube. And Danny Trube worked with Alan Menken on many other films, but he composed the the soundtrack to Little Mermaid 2. So he obviously knows he knows the vibes, but he also made this a much more of a, a fuller experience in the songs. You you would kind of notice that everything seems a little grander. All of the songs have a little bit more instrumentation. Yeah. And that's because they had to they redid it for this ride so that they could get that truncated version of the ride. But also so that when you go from room to room, there can be some flow from song to song. And you can't really do that if you're just taking the songs out of the films, like we'll see all the number nine seed. Uh, So I love that about the Little Mermaid attraction. Um, And then when you get to the very end, obviously, we skip through so many scenes so fast. Under the Sea takes like 
fucking 45 seconds to get around and that's half your ride. And then finally you're out of under the scene. It's like, okay, well, Ariel's got to lose her voice. She's got to go up. Ursula's got to get big. She's got to die. We got to move. You got to kiss the girl. And then suddenly uh, we're at the big finale scene uh, with young daddy Triton. Young daddy Triton flexing on him. And you have the like reprise of part of your world that was written for this attraction. And man, is that chill inducing? Like it is big. It is swelling. Oh, yeah. It builds up. It is just such a great way to get off that attraction. Feeling good. It's up against uh, Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. And they credit Randy Newman with this attraction's soundtrack because it's literally just the songs ripped from the film without any real editing to do with it. Um, especially at the beginning. And I, it's mostly when you're walking through the queue and then you get into the little taxi cab and you start going. It's the Monsters, Inc. theme, right? But boy, let, let me tell you, I texted Chris about this not too long ago. I was sitting on my couch listening to uh, the local jazz radio station. Shout out KCSM. And the song comes on and I'm like, I know that tune. I, I know that tune. And it's just a, it's like a piano jazz player. He's just a solo uh, pianist. And it's like, I know the song. And it was the theme to Monsters, Inc. And I was like, oh my gosh, who's, who's doing this? Like, we got a Monsters, Inc. piano jazz cover? Like, I need that. So I go ahead and I look it up. It's a song by Carl Perkins called The Lady is a Tramp. And it was created in 1956. Wow. And I was like, okay. So jazz, a lot of jazz is about influences, about sampling each other. So, okay, Carl Perkins must be credited somewhere in the monsters inc soundtrack no randy newman said this is mine and this is all mine and not only did he write this theme quote unquote write this theme used it for the intro of monsters inc as kind of the through line for monsters inc but then he said uh, if i didn't have you the song that won best song at that year's oscars and randy newman wins and carl perkins wrote this song before him I highly recommend go listen to Carl Perkins, The Lady is a Tramp. It is not note for note, but you can hear uh, uh, the If I Didn't Have You theme throughout the entire song. Every moment of it. It's insane. So anyways, that pissed me off. Uh, But (laughs) back to the attraction, you start off with that song and then it feels like just a a chaotic mix of the the CDA, the Child Detection Agency, like marching theme throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the attraction. <laughs> like, there's very little. It's like dom 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 dom, and then you'll get the little like boo sad uh, theme in the middle of it, and they'll go bom 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 bom. It is a mess. I hate it. I it, it, listening to it out of context is one of the worst experiences. I had to shut it off halfway through. I was like, I'm done. There's no redeeming qualities about this. It's up against Ariel in the first round. I actually enjoy the way that that, that attraction soundtrack flows. I'm going to go with the eight seed. I, I've always kind of ridden hard for the Little Mermaid ride. I think it's a very underrated kind of attraction in general. It's it's always one that I like to get on when I'm at uh, any of the Disney parks that, that has it. Uh, and I think the, the soundtrack is, is part of that reason. Kyle, I, I was picking up on a lot of the same things you were uh, with kind of the more sophisticated instrumentation for a lot of the Little Mermaid songs. Um, there, 
Yeah, the under the sea is just like, <laughs> all right, it's under the sea. Like, we get it. We get it. Um, <laughs> You're there forever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, uh, the, the part of your world uh, reprise is great. And one kind of like uh, element that I don't think you called out, but the, the scuttle narration, uh, uh, yeah. I think, is, is really kind of an important aspect of this version of the ride. Uh, so many of these attractions, like the dark rides, we'll just say like Snow White or whatever, you just like, you get in the car and then like the ride just, it just starts. It just, it just happens, right? <laughs> and so I really like how the Little Mermaid ride has this scuttle character at the very beginning. He's the first guy you see and he's like, oh, let me tell you a story about Ariel and how she went to become a human in the human world. Uh, and so it kind of like, you're like, all right, like we're listening to a retelling of the Little Mermaid. And then it like tilts you back in your seat and you're just like, we, I'm well, go lay, go ahead and lay down now. Go off into dream world as, uh, as we as we relive this this story that we know so well. Uh, and and he comes back in, in the end of the attraction too to kind of sew everything up. So, like that little added element. Um, so many of these rides kind of like test called out. Like there's a lot of stuff that we already know, but it's that being able to kind of add some originality to it that really makes it. Uh, unique. And, and like you said, Kyle, the Monsters, Inc. attraction doesn't really do a whole lot with it to make it feel uh, special. And, and this ride is just, it feels so low effort just in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, so it's no surprise that like the attraction soundtrack is just riding the coattails of, uh, of the film score. So I'm with you. I'm moving the number eight along. I honestly don't anticipate a lot of ties uh, in the first round here. Just, just going to throw that out there. <laughs> but uh, Tess and Alyssa, do you have any love for the Monsters, Inc. ride? Do you agree with the Little Mermaid moving on? 100%. <clears throat> We're just here for the good looks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the I'm podcast, <laughs> on an audio show. <laughs> I mean, I love Brandy Newman, so I'm not hating him as much as everyone else, but everyone knows my love for Little Merms, so I'm fine with that. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. It's the number four, Soaring Around the World versus number 13, Jesse's Critter Carousel. Oh, hey, we're back again. Here we go. We're already back talking about Soaring Around the World. I'm going to be honest with you. I listened to Soaring Around the World just one time, so I can't really be super specific about a lot of the things that it does. I'm not intimately familiar with all of the beats, but um, Soaring Around the World, the attraction has this this thing that I really don't like that it does. Yeah. You already know what it is. Yes. Uh, Every time you go to a new location, it... Throw something in so, your face. Someone, ha- someone has to scare you so that you can go to the next thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Why can't we just fly to the next place? Why does you, a whale uh, have to jump at me? Are you, I uh, hope you're enjoying your time on the African plains. Dirt in the face. <laughs> Guess what? Now you're a Disney World bitch. Um, and so, like, I hate that. And it's aggressive and rude and totally unneeded. Like the original version of this ride, it's just a hard cut. And I don't think anyone's sitting in the little glider being like, how did we get all the way from <laughs> Malibu to Disneyland? That doesn't make any sense. I should have edited some surfboard flying into my face. That would have made it. Fake news. Fake news. 
no one was seeking that. Everyone was like, oh, hey, okay, sure. I'm use my imagination. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. Uh, soaring around the world doesn't give us that luxury. They think we're stupid, uh, so they do stupid stuff like that. <laughs> uh, and, and so this is kind of the way I feel about how this score works too. It's like, Oh look, we're we're flying through Africa. You know what this needs? It needs some like Africa instruments in here and like a little African beat in there yeah, too, just need- to make sure that people really feel like we're in Africa. He's, right he's like, hey, uh, okay, so the next scene is Africa. Drums? We have drums? Any anybody got drums in here? Okay, bring the drums out because we're in Africa now. Uh, and. and I want to say, if my memory serves me correctly, there is a departure from that Soren theme when yeah. it kind of breaks away from this as well, uh, which again kind of is supposed to make you feel in this one specific scene, but it sort of takes away from the flow of the attraction. Hmm. Still pretty good, like grand scheme of things, still still pretty good. Uh, when it comes to an attraction soundtrack, kind of sucks that you have to always be comparing it to the original version. Yeah. Uh, at least for folks like us who really experienced both and around the world is still a very new experience um, on the whole. Uh, Jesse's Critter Carousel, basically uh, Woody's Roundup. <laughs> yeah. uh, an extended cut of Woody's Roundup. And gang, I love Woody's Roundup, okay? It's a banger, man. Woody's Roundup is a really, (laughs) really fun song. And it's especially a fun song for an attraction like a carousel where you're just, you know, going around and around. Uh, There's a a moment in Toy Story 2 where all of our Woody's Roundup characters are running around a little record as it's on the turntable as the Woody's Roundup theme is playing. And guess what? That's pretty much the, that's what you're doing on this ride. (laughs) Uh, It's basically the same thing. So it's, it's so very fitting. But at the same time, it's like, it's just... It's just Woody's Roundup. Uh, sure. So, like, do I like the song Woody's Roundup enough to dethrone, uh, you know, the the small missteps, in my opinion, that, you know, the Soarin' Around the World soundtrack falls into? Probably not. I think I'm going to, for this round, advance Soarin' Around the World on the weight of that, uh, you know, Soarin' theme that is still in there uh, in its in its pure form, uh, for a lot of the soundtrack of this version of the ride. So I got, I think I got number four. In music, when you reference or sample another song or another theme, you're instantly going to be judged upon how well you incorporated that theme, how well you sampled that song, and how does it compare to what the original song did? That is just how music works. And so while we want to leave Soarin' Around the World soundtrack alone and in its own microcosm and in its own bubble, it's nearly impossible because that wouldn't exist. The themes that we know in that song wouldn't exist if the first one didn't happen. And it's the same way with how we're comparing the little the music from The Little Mermaid, what they did with it on the attraction versus just pulling the songs in from the film. It added something. We recognize that it not only honored it, but then also uh, up-leveled it a little bit. So for me, the Soaring Around the World soundtrack, at the very beginning, it's hard to remember if this is different from California. It enters kind of the same way, the big horns, the big swell before you start sailing off. But it's once you start sailing off that things kind of fall off the rails for me. And it's because 
every time that we go to a new place, as you said, Chris, like in the original one, we would go to these new places and there would be these subtle hints in the music that we've entered someplace new. It'd always be thematically correct. It would always indicate that we are someplace uh, completely different from where we just came. Around the world, it's like they couldn't not go all the way. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it just feels so stop-start when you do it that way. Uh, as opposed to having like one through line and then bringing some of these other stuff in, like it didn't feel like it matched the movement and it kind of was distracting from the attraction itself. Uh, when it did rely back on the Soren over California theme, it did it well and it put its own little flair on it. There was like uh, um, the dun, 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 dun had like six more instruments accompanying it every time that it came up and it would often like swell up and have a little bit of a different riff afterwards so i like that but let me tell you jesse's critter carousel baby (laughs) woody's roundup is a slap it fits that attraction perfectly you said it you are on this little roundup of care of critters you are with jesse who was on woody's roundup and that fiddle solo that extended fiddle solo inject it into my vein when i die that is what i want playing in the background is that woody's roundup uh carousel fiddle solo in fact i'm gonna walk down the aisle to it yes please it is everything i love that soundtrack i uh i unfortunately for me i can't separate around the world from california and i don't think that i need to so i'm going critter carousel which means that we have a tie break Okay, I'm going to let Alyssa take this one with this added fact. <laughs> Why? No. Okay, um, we keep saying Woody's Roundup. That's not the only track. There are six tracks in Jesse's Critter Carousel. Um, I would know this because when oh, yeah. Kyle and friends came to the parks, um, <laughs> I didn't have a Fast Pass or whatever it's called um, for Midway Mania. So instead, I tried to ride just Jesse's Critter Carousel as many times as I could before they came back for the ride. I'm and FaceTime Mandy at the same time. So I've read it three times for a row. Um, but if you look it up, it features six different tracks. And the other track that is uh, most memorable is Jesse the Yodeling Cowgirl. Mm. Um, and many bells. So yeah. there, it, it does have a repeatability factor. And just with the music, let alone the like, Hunt over a hundred different critters that you can <laughs> Um, so just take that for what you will, Lisa. Well, so I am on the doghouse tonight. It's gonna be Jesse's. Wow. <laughs> Jesse takes down the world. All right, let's move on. Female is this. future. Hey, there it is. Future is female. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah. take on this next matchup. It's number five, The Incredicoaster versus number 12, uh, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. Uh, the Incredicoaster is a, uh, it's, it's the California Screaming Coaster, but they have now added a story to it. Jack-Jack uh, gets away from Edna as Edna's babysitting Jack-Jack, and the coaster is us going along with the family to go get Jack-Jack. And really what they do is take the Incredibles theme and run it through that coaster. Uh, they start and stop it. They slow it down. They add a little bit to it. But it's essentially the da 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 And I, I mean, we talked about that, that score and I love it. 
I love um I love the the horn section. I love that kind of big band sound. And so to be kind of cruising very fast around that track with that playing is one of those space mountain effects where the music is loud and quick and and it's dark. Uh, it's not dark on on this ride, of of course, but that sound makes you feel like you are zooming a lot faster than you are, and I think that's really cool. Uh, as you go through the different lifts in the in the scream tunnels, you have some added elements, show elements there of you know Violet putting up a force field. You have Jack Jack turning into goo. Um, it's all of these moments for there to be kind of this voiceover of the family talking about each other, talking about how who's going to get Jack Jack, kind of passing the baton. Almost as if you're like playing zone coverage and, and you're trying to call out to your teammates who's got who. And that's what we're seeing every time we go up into one of the scream tunnels, as well as just on the attraction itself. We have the the par family kind of chiming in as you go. And I think that's really fun. It adds that to that element of a story that you don't really expect from a coaster like that. And I, I just think it's really cool and really innovative of them to do that with that attraction. So there's not a ton to the soundtrack because it is just that Incredibles theme. Um, but what they do do with it well is every time you do go up one of the lift hills, it kind of brings the music back down a little bit, builds it back up so that as the middle of the train starts going back down the hill, the sound, the soundtrack will pick back up. So I like the timing. I think it's really well done. I just really, really enjoy the Incredicoaster um, soundtrack as a whole. Web Slingers. I don't I don't remember there being a soundtrack because I just didn't know what the fuck was happening when I was on that attraction. The, the first and only time I went on it. Just chaos. Chaos. So w- upon listening to what I think was like a recreation of it on YouTube, I don't know if you all did that as well. Um, it's that that Spider-Man theme. Uh, it's a couple of Gina Giacchino. Giacchino matchup here. Uh, it's it's that Spider-Man theme. The dun 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 dun. Dun, dun. Mm-hmm. I love the little plucky theme that you get at the beginning of the soundtrack, which I think is when you're in the lab as Peter Parker is like talking to you. That's kind of plucky Spider-Man theme. I love it a lot. Obviously, that's not necessarily part of the attraction, in my opinion. Uh, but once you get on the attraction, it is a soundtrack that feels like you are in a superhero attraction. Like it just, it, there's nothing that really screams anything else than like, Yep, that's what a superhero attraction would sound like, which is like good because that's what it is. But also you kind of want maybe a l- something a little bit more. So I like the Incredicoaster soundtrack a lot better than the Web Slinger. So I'm going to go Incredicoaster. Yeah. Um, first of all, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I have watched a lot of Marvel things in my life. Um <laughs> Had too many for my health. <laughs> that superhero fatigue. <laughs> it's it's happened. It's been happening. Um, and I feel like by and large, th- all of the scores are pretty meh. Um, <laughs> okay. The only ones that I feel like I could pick out in a lineup are like Thor Ragnarok and Loki and Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, and then maybe the like main Avengers theme, the, uh, I can't I don't even know how it goes off the top of my head, but, um, 
listening to this web slingers recreation video that you're talking about and the comments like i think it's so cool that they did all of the different spider-man movie themes in oh. this and i'm like I'm okay nope. um, <laughs> didn't even realize really that that's what that was uh i've seen all of those movies and i didn't pick up on that at all nope. um but I, I listened to this version that you're talking about, Kyle, and it's kind of, you know, an underlying sort of action movie score. But then I like watched an actual like POV of this ride and that score is drowned out by yeah. so many other sounds yeah. like Peter Parky, Peter Park, Peter Parky. What's Peter Piper picked to pick up pickle peppers. Peaky Blinders? Pete <laughs> Parky. Peter Parker uh, going, like, ah, this is crazy. Uh, and, like, and like the robot lady being like, you are, you are going to die in 30 seconds. Uh, and then just the sound of like people in the car being like, ah. yeah. Um, so it's just really sensory overload. Um, and I don't I, like when this soundtrack made this bracket, I was like, was there a soundtrack to this ride? <laughs> like, I don't remember there being music and I listened to it and I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm with you on Incredicoaster. I think um, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the, the score of the attraction and the action that's happening on the ride, it all goes hand in hand. And I really like when a ride can kind of nail that. Uh, where it feels like it's enhancing the ride, but not taking away from it either. But it's also such a strong element of the ride that you would feel like you were missing something if the soundtrack was off. Do not get that same sensation when we're talking about Wicked Slingers. So I have Incredicoaster advancing to the next round as well. Uh, so Tess and Alyssa, uh, any thoughts on that matchup? I'm going to save my fight for Incredicoaster when it goes up against something, you know, more its level. <laughs> Sure. All right, let's hop over to the other side of the bracket then and talk about the number two Radiator Springs Racers versus number 15 Toe Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Okay, guys, this is time this is time for the real business. Oh here. boy, yep. here we go. Um, <clears throat> Gloves off. Gloves off, boys. <laughs> I, have, I have never been on Toe Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Yeah, okay. neither have I. Um, I have assessed the situation and say there's, you know, 40 minutes to ride Junkyard Jamboree. Do I need to do it? No. Uh, so it was fun. It's a good one. Look, I don't dispute that it's a fun ride. I just don't, I'm not really interested in riding it, you know? Uh, so I just don't have experience with it. Yeah. Now in preparation for this, I go, okay, Tomaters junkyard Jamboree. What's going on here? Uh, type in the, the soundtrack into the YouTube. Uh, and it's like, Tomaters Junkyard Jamboree song number one, uh, down to the tow yard or something <laughs> yeah, like that. And I'm yeah. like, what have I gotten myself into? You've unlocked a Tomater album. Sir. And, and I sure did. I unlocked, <laughs> uh, I want to say it's like six, uh, 90 second Tomater Seven, seven songs. Seven Tomater songs. Let's do it. I don't Here know. we go. Let's do it. Title by title. It's a seven, seven so, song set. You ready for this? I am. The one you want to call. It's track number one. Uh, the tow truck is what I want to call, I think, is what he's getting at. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Number two, Mater's Square Dance. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the nose. 
Mm-hmm. Number three, let's go driving. Let's do it. Let's do it. Number four, <laughs> junkyard jamboree. Nah, Woo! no, that was probably the last thing they named. They're like, fuck, we're all out of goddamn names. <laughs> Number five, big bulldozer. That's the one I remember. I yeah, think. not a small one. The big one. Big bulldozer yeah. brand. <laughs> number six welcome to radiator springs hmm, thank you okay. thank you tell and number seven radiator rock hmm. okay so is it first name tell last name mater yeah think so because everyone calls him mater like why don't they yeah. call him toe yeah last name we call I mean, you we socks call, but yeah all right well i'm gonna start people calling call people by their last name i'm gonna start calling him toe uh, <laughs> Don't people call you socks? Like- they call me. They call me all kinds of things. You can call me whatever you want. Uh, honestly, I don't really have a preference. So, um, yeah, I'm literally talking to skinny and socks right now, like pot kettle. My pronouns are toe and mater. Thank you very much. <laughs> and we can't eliminate. Jesus Christ, kill them. We can't eliminate. Mater's Graveyard Jamboree. Oh, is that a whole other batch of seven? Or Mater's Jingle Jamboree. Oh, my God. Sounds like we can't omit that. Good luck with this one, guys. Okay, Uh, so let's. Okay. All right. All right. So, first of all, let me just get (laughs) get this out of the way. Larry the Cable Guy, not a bad singer. No. Not bad. Mm. Uh, It's not good but <laughs> it's not bad <laughs> like he's hitting those notes in the Larry the Cable Guy voice and I'm like they, like it takes some talent to be able to do that uh, yeah, okay. uh, so I appreciate uh, Larry for that I am a I am a country music listener uh, it is the genre of music that I listen to most I, I would consider myself a fan uh, and so listening to the first Tomater track, I was like, this is bad, but it's also not the worst thing I've ever heard, like in kind of the country music space. Uh, it's, it's right there. It's right there in the mix. So, you know, you know, you know what I had to do for these Tomater tracks, you Uh-oh. know what? I had to give him the old test, Kyle. I had no. to give him the old Bay Bridge <laughs> test. Uh-oh. On my way home from work today. But you know what? Kind of the bad news, though, is I wasn't, like, cruising. I wasn't cruising. It was t- traffic, man. Bumper mm. to bumper. Mm. Uh, so I'm throwing on uh, the Tomater Junkyard Jamboree uh, mega list uh, in <laughs> bumper to bumper traffic in San Francisco trying to get home. Um, and the first song was fun. Uh, and then it really, really started getting frustrating by like <laughs> the fourth one, uh, to the point where I really wanted to throw my phone out the window <laughs> and I switched over to the Soren over California <laughs> soundtrack to like cleanse my palate yeah. of, of Tomater. <laughs> and, and so here's kind of what I Kate was coming to terms with as I was like in this kind of pit of despair. I was like, look, I respect the hell out of this Tomater Junkyard Jamboree soundtrack. Like it does work to do what it does. Yeah. A lot of work. Um, 
and and that's really all I can say about it. And <laughs> and I think like I I don't I I would never call someone out if they were like, hey, I love the junkyard jamboree. I'd be like, that's cool. That's cool. It makes me nuts, but like that's cool. <laughs> if you like it too, like that's that's all right. Um so that's all I have to say about that. Uh Radiator Springs Racers, I will say I will say I'm going to advance Radiator Springs Racers. Uh, Radiator Springs Racers is an attraction that I don't think I give enough love to. I don't mm. think I respect this ride as much as I should. Mm. It's one that is like the e-ticket attraction at California Adventure. Like it's it's the biggest one. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because it's still kind of new in my opinion or I haven't been on it enough, but it's it's a ride that I'm always kind of like I don't need to go on it and I don't really know if I would recommend someone needs to go on it if they were going to California Adventure for one day. Um but it feels a lot like it's got Coco syndrome where <laughs> it has so many really really good parts to it. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know that it all adds up to something that I really love, but it has so many really good high quality components to it and the soundtrack is absolutely one of those things. Yes. Uh, I will say just kind of for this matchup, because I have a lot to say about the soundtrack as a whole. I would say that radiator Springs racers maybe has the best moment Mm -hmm. in Disney parks music right now. Mm. Uh, And that is, in the very intro section when you're like ding 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 dong ding 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 dong and you're just like all right cool we're out for a nice little drive and then you hit that waterfall man and that music swells yeah i don't i don't know how it goes but like that moment is so it's so cool you know it's It's, like really you really feel in the ride in that moment uh and you feel just like it's crazy how they can make such like a simple effect feel so magical uh, without things like, you know, sophisticated lighting and illusion. It's like, it's just, it's just music, bro. Uh, And so I think that that's really, really awesome. Uh, And I think uh, for a ride uh, like this and a soundtrack like this, it has to advance over Tomator uh, in this round. I I love what Tomator's uh, soundtrack does for his attraction and like it is the theme of his attraction it is like he's calling out a square dance party and i like that there's different versions so that you have this repeatability factor every time you go on it uh it it just sucks that it's larry the cable guy doing doing this because i do not like him or his voice uh i i've listened through all seven tracks as well and there's a couple that sound basically the same it's like the the two um uh, like a swing dance, the the two. Uh, what is what is what the hell is the dance called that we did in square dance? Square dancing. Square dance. Square dance. Yeah, for freshman freshman year PE and at Hollister High with the Hollister <laughs> Hay Balers. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yep, lord. Yep. A little oh. square dancing in the old Matson gym. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it fits so well and it's so great, but so does the Radiator Springs Racers. Uh, soundtrack and there are portions within it that are out of context jarring (laughs) and it feels very like what the hell is happening in that ride but when you're on the ride and you're going through the experiences it actually works 
a lot better than a lot of the dark rides in the entire resort. It just tells us such a great story using that music in a way that builds up and then gently slows you down instead of kind of cutting the music off and now you're in a new scene. I really like that about it. And then the racing theme as you're going around the track towards the end is very, very good. So I agree with you, uh, Radiator Springs Racers. Tess and Alyssa, go ahead and say your piece on Junkyard Jamboree. Look, Radiator Springs is like the Julie Andrews, right? Very <laughs> formatted, very it's super it's all about yeah, perfection. Yeah, really. Radiator Springs is a Julie Andrews and Junkyard Jamboree is Larry the Cable Guy. Like, <laughs> Larry it's a the cable guy. <laughs> He is the cable guy. They're both perfect in their own ways. And, um, you know, it's, it's fine. You're going to go to Radiator Springs, and I get that. I respect that. <laughs> um, but Tomato is always a blast when you're just swinging around and you're just, like, here and there. It's just, just perfect, uh, but in different ways. So I let's go Radiator Springs, and we'll, we'll move that forward. Oh, that guitar, like. So good. It's like it's it, it, honestly, it's like a relief too. It's like you just waited in, in a, a queue line that is honestly pretty awful, uh, <laughs> and like you're you're finally going. You're like, God damn, thank God, I am on this adventure finally. Yeah, it's it's very good. Okay, let's talk about this next matchup. It's number seven, Luigi's Rollickin Roadsters versus number ten, California Screamin'. California Screamin' soundtrack is a uh, bat out of hell. Ni- late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s guitar shredding phenomenon. It is. <laughs> I, have re- I have the same uh, soundtrack or the same album that Chris, or Tess was talking about. The, the Disneyland one resort that has the Tinkerbell on it and California Screamin' has its little soundtrack on it. And every time I have it in CD form. And so when I'm driving mm-hmm. in my car and that thing comes on, we're going to push that pedal a little bit harder, closer to the floor. <laughs> that thing gets you going. But it's 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 like jarring because you start out this soundtrack with the, the little Calliope beach boardwalk type of sound uh, as you turn the corner and as you wait till you take off. And then when you take off, it's that like, hey, AI, make me a, a shredding guitar riff real quick. And the rest <laughs> of the the rest of the attraction is like that. It's very reminiscent of kind of what Space Mountain was doing with like the Dick Dale soundtrack where it was like, we need to connect to the youth of these days. The youth in Southern California love surf rock. Uh, this was Disney California Adventure 1.0 trying to be their extreme version. The ones that's going to get the, the X Games watchers in the door on their big roller coaster, the first big roller coaster at the resort outside of you know, the Space Mountains and the Matterhorns, you're going to get a real coaster with a loop in it. So we need to have electric guitars and riffs and shredding solos. Um, it's another one, like just like its, its newest version uh, that has the loud, fast pace that really adds to the movement of the attraction. You do feel like you are screaming through that, that entire coaster. Um, but there's, there's not a whole lot more. The one thing that I do like about it is that they do this um, kind of like scale run up and down at the very end of the attraction as you are rounding that big loop at the end of the roller coaster. So it kind of feels like you're going as if you're swirling down. Love that a lot. So this the soundtrack does match up to the actions 
Um, it's just really jarring to listen to and to think about experiencing in this day and age. Made a lot of sense in the early 2000s for sure, but it's it's kind of crazy now. It's up against Luigi's Relic and Roadsters, which is basically just Junkyard Jamboree, except with an Italian flair on it. Um, it's another one where you can have different versions. I counted uh, one, two, three, four, five different versions. That doesn't include any of the holiday celebrations, if there's any variations for the holidays. Um, but you got Rollickin' Day and Night. You have Mambo Italiano. You have the Tire Antella. You have Eh Campari. And then you have... <laughs> <laughs> and then you oh man i don't have the last one it just says that there's a luigi sings it there's a, a fifth song but you will recognize all those themes as these kind of stereotypical italian song themes if you sit there and watch or go on this attraction talk about it all the time we grab a beer we sit there and we watch the ride go through all of the ver- versions every time we go and it's fun the music fits just like junkyard um it is just as kind of like okay had enough of this, like I think I would have on Junkyard. Um, so uh, it's hard. This one's kind of a toss-up for me. They're two duds in my opinion. But I think I'm going to go with California Screaming just because I do like what it was intended to do for that attraction. I do like that it is synced up with the attraction. Not that Luigi's isn't, because it, it kind of is. Um, but I just think that that really embodies that attraction. And Luigi's feels like, they had to kind of, okay, Junkyard and Jamboree stayed. Kids love it. Let's do the same thing, but let's make it this trackless thing with Luigi and, and copy that. So it, it feels like you're getting this kind of two in the same when you go into that land. Just not hot on it. I'm going to go with Screaming. I, I think I'm going to go Screaming as well. Um, I will say, I think in my head, the California Screaming soundtrack was better than it actually is. <laughs> uh, and I don't know why in my head it was Dick Dale, um, but mm. uh, it it's the surf rock roller coaster. Maybe just the wires got crossed in my head. Um, sure. But, uh, in, you know, listen, listening to it back, it was really, I was like, where's like the dope, like melody of the song that I thought was there. Like it, <laughs> it's really not there. But I, I have to kind of respect the, uh, you know, the the idea that it's a roller coaster with an original soundtrack. Like that's a pretty special thing, uh, and something that does not exist on very many roller coasters. So it's definitely an enhancement uh, and made the ride uh, really really fun and kind of what it was uh, at the time. Luigi's Relic and Roadsters, yeah, it's it's. Cars Land is just full of really interesting sort of musical choices, you know, <laughs> and uh, some of them work and some of them maybe don't work as well. Uh, I think Rollick and Roadsters, it's just sort of like a a joke of a, of a musical <laughs> choice. So um, I'm going to go with California Screaming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tess is, is crying. So so why don't you go ahead and, and say your piece on Luigi hey, for no, us? First of all, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. First <laughs> of all, how dare you kyle compare the junkyard jamboree to louis <laughs> um i'm thing. calling you out on that one different accents same oh, thing oh how dare you the audacity <laughs> um that's all i want to say that's my piece 
<laughs> I, I just needed to put out there that this also has the repeatability factor because of Luigi's honking Hall H A U L O Ween mm. and okay. Luigi's Joy to the Whirl. No, whirl? no, um, not quite. Not not as good of puns as the other ones, Ooh. but the vibe. But the vibes are there. You know, that's the one thing. You know, they may not have the soundtrack down, but but the the seasonal vibes are there. <laughs> I, I I love that. I love that little background. Um, <laughs> Let's move on to um, the number three. <laughs> Let's get out of there, please. <laughs> can, we please can we please leave Cars Land? Please. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout versus number 14, Silly Symphony Swings. Um, Silly Symphony Swings. I don't know, Kyle, if you have any more information than I have on Silly Symphony Swings, but from what I gather, it's like classical music. Uh, <laughs> as this it's, will go in a circle and it's, it's okay. like it's, it's not based like on like, two hold, Mickey hold, shorts who hold, are you hold, hold up hold <laughs> up um it makes sense because that's yeah. what a silly symphony is okay yeah uh, so i understand what the ride's doing um <laughs> but it's like it's like valkyrie flight of the val ride of the valkyries ride of the flight of the bumble ride of the Valkyries. One of those, yeah, that test. Yeah. It's like, uh, one of those classical music songs that like, you just know, you know, you just know it. One of them's the William Tell overture. Um, and then it's the, the storm from William Tell, which is also in the band concert short, which is basically what we're riding through. We're riding through the tornado of that band concert. They're both, they're both in the band concert. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. Like it's <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Super. <laughs> like it's. I, I don't know, man. It's kind of boring. Is okay. all I'm gonna say. Um. And 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 then we've got number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Woo! Breakout. Which name them? Name them all. Oh name all the versions. Uh, 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 oh. I want you back. Okay. Um, is one. One. Um. Hit me with your best shot. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Jungle Boogie? No, no but it should be. <laughs> um, uh, Spirit in the Sky? No, that's in the movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the other ones. You got Free Ride. You free got ride. What's Love, Free Ride? The um, Come on and take a free ride. Oh, okay. Um, Burning Love by Elvis. Burning Love. Born Elvis. to be Wild, Steppenwolf. I want you back. Hit me with your best shot. And then give up the funk by Parliament, which is what you're thinking of Jungle Boogie. <laughs> you have that funky song in there. It's give up okay. the funk. Yeah. And don't forget, D- uh, it's the Halloween version. You got oh. it. Monsters, oh, yes. Monsters, Monsters, Monsters After Dark. Dark. Yes. It's an original. Yes. Done I by. I say Monsters Unleashed, but I think that's like a, a Scooby-Doo sequel. <laughs> Those dang kids. And so I just, I, 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 uh, oh, oh man. No, don't do it to me, Chris. I think we broke it. Don't I, do this. I know. I think this end of the bracket just destroyed him. <laughs> Here's the thing is I have like dragged this ride so many times <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how to do it in a way that's 
graceful and respectful, <laughs> but I'm struggling. <laughs> and especially because we're going to talk about the Tower of Terror in the next matchup. Um, I, I understand is what I'll say. I understand what Mission Breakout is doing. Um, it's doing something very different from what the Tower of Terror did with the exact same uh, ride mechanism. Um, but it's doing something different that I don't really like as much. I won't say I won't, I won't say I don't like it, but I don't <laughs> like it as much. Okay. Uh, and the setting this ride drop sequence to popular music. My problem is that this is a drop tower. Uh, and suspense is such an important part of the drop tower uh, as a theme park attraction. And when we're out here blasting fun, lighthearted pop music from the moment that you push back into the elevator shaft to the minute that you pull back in, <laughs> uh, it creates an entirely different vibe um, but I really, um, I really like, I, the thing I do like is everyone's mood when they get off the ride. That's yeah. not me. Okay. Uh, I, I like the, the way that it makes everyone so happy and excitable when they leave. This is something that I love about rise of the resistance. And it's something I love about mission breakout. And I think these are really two of only a small handful of rides that, I really see people get off and universally are like, Oh my God, that was so fun. Uh, and so I appreciate the ride for that reason. And I think the soundtrack is such a driver in why it's enjoyable for people. Yeah. Uh, for that reason, I'm going to advance it in this matchup. Yeah. I'm going to do the same. I love silly symphony swings because it's just so simple and fun and you are in that little mickey short you're in that tornado and it's just great but what i love about guardians is that they don't you don't just sit on it and it's like oh i wonder what song i'm gonna get you sit on it you watch rocket derail the attraction and then you're like what's it gonna be what's it gonna be and then he plugs that shit in and it's either the same song that you've gotten every single time every time you go on it me I want you back every time or <laughs> or it's something new and the the elevator collectively loses their mind. Like it, it has a, an extra layer to it that is just so much fun. But I think that the inclusion of the popular music makes sense not only for that attraction and, and the story it's telling, but for the, the entity itself and Guardians and how heavily music played into those films. So uh, I agree with you. We're going to have Guardians Mission Breakout move on. Any issues from Tess and Alyssa? Look, Mater's already out. You guys already just <laughs> destroyed the Junkyard Jamboree. So I'm saving all of my arguments for Mission Breakout for later. Silly Symphony's not boring. Rude. I've never even mm. been on it. Mm. Um, it's scary as an adult when you learn <laughs> you're going on that after going to like get a glass of wine or something. No, <laughs> going okay, on Silly yeah. Symphony Suites, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right final matchup number six toy story midway mania versus number 11 twilight zone tower of terror the twilight zone soundtrack 
I love because you do feel like you are in one of the Twilight Zone episodes, excluding the library. Like once you sit in that elevator shaft and you have Rod Serling kind of leading you through the episode that you're about to encounter, it's eerie. It, there's just enough happening. There's just enough sounds uh, that is classically the Twilight Zone where you have these random instruments dun, 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 in the corners and, and little whirls everywhere as you're experiencing the actual episode or, or that you're in. I think that's really cool. Uh, after that, <laughs> it's mostly just the sounds of the screams of the people around you as this thing goes up and down. However, there is ambient noise and the ri- the sounds of like rise and falls to accompanying the scariness that is the falling elevator. And it adds to how quickly you're dropping. It adds to how far you're dropping because the musical cues are like, you're dropping forever. And you're like, oh my, what? The, what? When am I going to stop? So I really, 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 really enjoy that aspect of the soundtrack that is not music based. Toy Story Midway Mania. Have you heard of uh, You Got a Friend in Me? Because you're about to be in it for the next 15 minutes as you're on this attraction. You've Got a Friend in Me. The theme plays from start to finish. But what's different is that you get different versions of it, different interpretations of it based on the games that you play. You get a little bit of a spacier theme during the Green Aliens ring toss. You get a little bit more of a hoedown theme when you're with Jesse and Woody. And I love that. I love the theme as you enter and as you exit. Uh, it sounds like you're entering a little a little boardwalk toy or like a boardwalk game itself. Again, they lean into the Calliope sound here as well. But that that version of You've Got a Friend in Me is just great. I love, I love the Calliope version. Then after that, it fits, it fits very well to the attraction. Like it's the right pace. Uh, it's it, it connects you directly to the characters you are encountering. Uh, and it doesn't make it feel like a web slinger's chaos. It makes it feel like a family game night uh, as you are battling with your friends in your car. Like, I think that is just really fun, really lighthearted, and it just feels good. This one's tough for me because obviously a big Twilight Zone boy. And obviously I understand the artistry that goes into attractions uh, using sound in the way that Tower of Terror does. But I'm going to go with the uh, Midway Mania. Uh, I enjoy it. I like it. I think that it adds to that family fun aspect that Midway Mania tries to give. Not that Twilight Zone doesn't add to the scariness that it's trying to give because it does. Uh, I think these two do the same job very, very, very well. Um, But I'm just going to end up choosing Midway Mania over and over again because I like to listen to it. Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror. Here's your drop. This ride is gone. Um, it's been gone since we started this podcast. Uh, so we don't get to talk about it. A whole lot. <laughs> um, and the Tower of Terror is in my top two Disney attractions of all time, along mm-hmm. with the Haunted Mansion. Uh, so this is an attraction I have a very strong bias towards. Sure. Um, And part of the reason I love the Haunted Mansion is the um, Paul Fries ghost host narration. Uh, And part of the reason I love the Tower of Terror is the imitation Rod Serling Mm -hmm. uh, narration. 
And I mean, I don't know who this actor is that, that did this uh, Rod Serling knockoff voice, but it's, it's spot on. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and Rod Serling was such a brilliant artist. And uh, he, for those of you that don't know the guy, Twilight Zone, it was his baby. Not only was he the host and narrator, he was the writer of many episodes, um, but he was also a, a playwright, a very renowned, decorated playwright. Um, just just uh, a, a very important person in, in the history of English literature and honestly, the English language, okay? <laughs> uh, and so when you get, uh, you know, who we perceive to be this person's voice on this ride... It is like, it's big. It's, it's uh, poignant. Mm -hmm. Um, it cuts deep. And so like, I, I just love it. And like when I was a little kid, I memorized this, this stuff, man. And it like, it's, (laughs) it's what, it's part of the reason I wanted to write. And like, I was really good at writing in high school and college and stuff because like people like Rod Serling inspired me to do so. Uh, and so I know that like, you know, when does the attraction begin when, when, uh, you know, whenever, but the pre-show, bro, the pre-show, <laughs> it goes Twilight, the tower of terror pre-show, it was, is the best attraction pre-show of all time. <laughs> okay. Of all time of any ride. I don't care how like dope the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind one is this tower of terror one is the best Tell when them. they go into the little twilight zone intro. Hollywood 1939 and they do the whole thing <laughs> and they say this elevator is traveling directly to the twilight zone and they get that shit in surround sound in that room. Yeah, uh, that is a peak soundtrack moment <laughs> of the history of Disney parks. Uh, and I'm including that in, in our uh, conversation okay. about the twilight zone. Okay? okay. Not to mention the cue and the lobby music loop. Oh, oh my God. Bangers. Put that on as I work. Uh, this lounge music, bro. Hey, you want to talk about a Bay Bridge test today? I'm oh. cruising down the Bay Bridge listening <laughs> to Tower of Terror lobby music. There it is. Uh, and not only was I like, God damn, when am I? Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, I was just transported. It was so good. Uh, it's this lounge music that all of the instrumentation has this, this crackly, crackling sound and all of the vocals have this like echo, this very like ethereal ghosty echo. It's just, it's just so good. Kyle, you have some you have some some facts wrong about um, the sounds that occupy the elevator as mm. it's rising and falling. Um, you've got uh, not only like the kind of whooshing sounds of the elevator, but you've got like the the electric generator sound because the lights mm. kind of dim once you hit the bottom. Like, <laughs> and so like it really gives you the sense of like. Is this thing is this thing gonna hold together on us or like are we are we going down? And sure. and when it hits bottom after the final drop sequence, there's yeah. that clanking like metal rod sound. And that shit got me when I was like 13 years old. It got me. I was like, something came off of this thing. This is not safe. Um like so good and and music has this really important role in so many of these rides and they help enhance the experience, but no attraction nails the realism aspect like the tower of terror uh soundtrack does not music but sound effects just just so good i mean you add that 
on top of the Rod Serling narration and the way that the soundtrack really teases you with it. You know, it's opening one more time. And this time it's opening for you. Silence, <laughs> silence, silence, silence. Boom. Bye, bitch. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, all, it's just so good. It's so good. I, I'm glad this ride still exists in Florida, even though it's a slightly different version. I hope that it doesn't go anywhere. I know it's going to one day, um, but um, I'm just I'm just holding on. Uh, that is my Tower of Terror piece. Um, I'm advancing it over Toy Story Midway Mania. Uh, yeah. The the repetitive You've Got a Friend in Me's are, are good. I'm sorry these two are up against each other, but I have to <laughs> ride uh, for one of my goats here. All right. So this one's going to a tiebreaker in the final matchup. Um, yeah, I have to agree with Chris. The artistry of <laughs> the Tower of Terror, honestly, from the as soon as you enter the queue to you exiting off of the ride, the soundtrack is on point. And it is on point so much, and it's such a cultural phenomenon for any guests who have come to California Adventure is the fact that the pre-show, the Rod Stewart pre-show is written in the now... Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So if you actually go into the pre-show area, and there's a huge book um, written in like alien language. That is the pre-show written in whatever Marvel's language was that they had. Huh. Uh, so it was, it's that important to not only Disneyland and, you know, the history of, of Disneyland and the attractions. It's, it's in there. It's in there now. Awesome. Um, so it's never even left California Adventure Park. So I have to agree with Tower of Terror because the attraction, the soundtrack, everything has come together to make it that much of a cultural phenomenon to all of the guests to where it's it's stayed to this day. Tess, are we, uh, are we agreeing on that? Or? We were supposed to take turns and she, I stole this one. She stole it. <laughs> I said, can I have this one? But honestly, like as, as many times... Um, for for that uh, for that stack that piece, I know the listeners were on their edge of the seat waiting on. This is my ninth bracket. Um, as many times <laughs> as Chris has broken my dreams, um, I just didn't have the heart to break his. So Ooh. I'm okay with. That. I was I was getting I was getting a little teary eyed yeah. talking about my, wow. my long yeah, lost love. Yeah, you were very passionate. I saw that. Appealing to I the emotions. Knew that a lot of guests had that passion for that attraction. So. Yeah. Hey, hey, and it's going head to head with Guardians in the next matchup. <laughs> so it, it's going to get dicey. <laughs> Very dicey. Um, but for now, uh, we've got our uh, a round of eight uh, for the next episode. And here's kind of what it's going to look like. Uh, we've got the number one seed Soren over California versus number eight, the Little Mermaid Ariel's Undersea Adventure. The number 13 seed Jesse's Critter Carousel versus the number five seed Incredicoaster. The number two seed, Radiator Springs Racers versus number 10, California Screamin'. And the number three seed, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout versus the number 11 seed, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Woo! Woo, that was a lot. Uh, Tess and Alyssa, thank you for so much for, for helping us break a, a few ties on this one and, and having some fun with us tonight. As always, thanks for having us again. We really appreciate this banter. <laughs> All right, everybody, you know how to reach us. If you got something to say about these attraction soundtracks, 
Uh, did, did we miss one? Did we miss an element of one? Did we send one of your favorites home early? Email us at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. All those channels are linked in the description of this podcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash mousemadness and join us at the $5 level by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang. Till next time, folks. Cookie! Nom nom cookie! <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.